Welcome to Managing Together, a Cinta podcast. Thank you for taking this time to sit with Cinta Partners as we navigate through the changing healthcare landscape with knowledge experts. Cinta Partners is an industry-leading management support organization, being the first support organization in the ENT and allergy space. While our focus is on providing support to otolaryngologists and immunologists, our hope is that this podcast can provide all healthcare professionals and executives with an understanding of the changing healthcare landscape, as well as an understanding of the tools and resources that physicians have available. During this podcast, we will bring in knowledge experts within our own walls to help us explore what management support organizations are, the resources and tools management support organizations can provide, and an understanding of private equity and the trend within healthcare. Thank you for joining us and welcome to Managing Together, a Cinta podcast. Welcome to Managing Together, a Cinta podcast. I'm your host, Joe Motes. And I'm Ali Schultz. And we are happy to have you here for today's episode. Who do we have here with us, Allie? Today, we're excited to explore practice growth strategies through enhanced operations with our guest, Lynn Chavone, the Chief Operating Officer here at Cinta Partners. Thank you both for having me today. Uh, glad to be on the podcast and looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, Lynn, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, would you mind taking a few moments and sharing uh, with us a little bit about who you are and maybe touch on some of your professional background? Yeah, thank you, Joe. So as you mentioned already, I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Santa Partners. I uh, joined in January of 2021. And uh, before that, uh, I had the pleasure of leading a team for DeVita, which is a large national kidney care provider for about 10 years. Uh, and then I also did a little bit of work in home health, hospice, palliative care, transportation. And before that, way back in the day, I spent about 15 years in manufacturing and logistics and engineering. So I feel like I bring a little bit of everything to that to the party today. Yeah, that's a robust background. Yeah. And here at Senta, we like to focus on each person's why, why you do what you do and why you get out of bed each day and come to work. So what would you say is your personal why? Yeah. Thank you for that, Ali. I would say pretty clearly when I left uh, my sort of early early career days in manufacturing, it became very clear to me that the reason why I get out of, every, out of bed every day is because we are here, I am here to help patients feel better, be better, breathe better, uh, and just frankly be the best that they can be with their loved ones. And I think we have a mission here at uh, Center Partners with all of our practices to be able to deliver that every day in healthcare. And I wouldn't want to be anyplace else. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think working for a company like Senta, where we're focused on patient care, makes it very easy to get out of bed each day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we're really excited to have you on because operations is, is extremely broad, Lynn. And, um, what we'd like to do is start off, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about how you and your team uh, and your mission supporting physicians and their team and how y'all go about that uh, within the clinics. Uh, well, there's a lot that goes into that question, so I'm going to try to simplify that. Yeah. Uh, and I think first and foremost, the goal here is to make sure that we have our clinics operating at a very high level to to frankly serve our physicians. I mean, that's the benefit of a sense of partners is that we can focus on the day-to-day and let our physicians actually just do what they love to do, which is practice medicine at the highest level. So it's everything from as simplistic things as 
recruiting and training talent all the way through to putting in new technology, providing data for our patients, everything from patient outreach and marketing. Those, what you would think are very mundane things that are happening in the practice every day is what really defines how well a practice runs. And so I'm honored to be able to to serve our physicians every day and our clinicians that are taking care of patients. But it, But in our focus, it's really around how do we build the very best team around the physician to continue to do great quality care? And I think a lot of people don't know, but Centa Partners and Shore Capital are actually growth partners and growth investors, meaning Centa has the drive and desire to help their partner physicians reach their practice goals and reach their desired practice growth. And that can be shown in a variety of ways, whether that's new providers, new locations, or growing the patient base within their existing office So would you mind walking us through some of the levers that you and your team look at to enhance that practice growth and help those physicians kind of reach the goals they're looking for? Sure. It's a great question, Allie. And I would say we're very fortunate to have Shore Capital Partners as our capital sponsor. That's given us a wide range of investment opportunities for our practice. And I think it's important to say that nearly all the practices that we have in our portfolio came like-minded, which was very entrepreneurial, wanting to grow. And so they they were faced with the decision to either partner with somebody like uh, Santa Partners or go it alone to the bank and get further capital funding. And what I'll say is that over the last two and a half years since I've been here, we've been able to really listen carefully to our physicians, uh, gain their ideas, and uh, and from there begin to put many of them into, into play. So you, you asked, we'll give you some examples. Uh, I mean, there's many that I'm very proud of that we've done to collaboratively with our physicians. But for example, uh, we had a surgeon who was very passionate about doing in-office surgeries because it's far more comfortable for the patient. It's a faster recovery time. So one of the very first things that we did when I came on board was to put together what we call a conscious sedation suite or an OBS suite. Very, very productive. It allows the physician and the patients to have a great experience and frankly allows the physician to go back to work by just taking a few steps away back into the clinic. Um, so it's great for the clinic, great for the uh, provider. It's also really great for the for the patient because their, their recovery time is literally minutes, hours versus being in the hospital most of the day. Um, another one could be um, that we call them de novos or launching new locations. We, we've done a number of expansions even this year. Example, we had a space-constrained location in Lexington, South Carolina. Um, it's been a practice that knew that there was a lot of opportunity there. Uh, we went and leased the other side of the building literally and broke the walls down, put them together, created a whole new section for children, a whole new section for sleep, a whole new section for audio. So what that allows our practitioners to do is do a complete range of care when they're seeing a patient where they couldn't do that before. So something as simple as space expansion. Um, third would be just technology. I think everybody knows that we are very technology dependent in our uh, society today. In fact, our patients tell us through our marketing surveys that the way they want to be communicated to is through text. They want to be able to make their online appointments. Um, they want to be able to make appointments after hours. So we listen to that very carefully and we translate that into new technology platforms. So excited to say that over the last couple of years, we put together those tools technology-wise to be able to allow self-service. Um, that's great for our physicians. It's helped to build their schedules. But more importantly, it puts the power back into our, our patients' hands to take control over their healthcare experience, including getting a confirmation text or getting a post-survey text or getting an ability to rate their physician on how well he or she did. Those things all matter when you think about how we serve the community. Yeah, Len, I think 
these are all key aspects of helping run a, a successful business. But let's take a, a couple of moments and, and dive into a couple of these. So let's, let's focus and, and kind of dive into launching new locations and uh, talk about some of the, the points that you made about opening or expanding current office uh, areas. Sure, Jeff. That's, we'll just go right down that theme. Um, so let's first with, start with de novos. De novos are really a, just a crazy term for a new location. Um, and uh, we're very proud of the work that we're doing here. We've, we've launched uh, three to four new de novos in the last 18 months or so. And we've had to do quite a lot of work to make sure that crazy, but we're in the right part of town. We've got our positioned well against our competitors um, that we know we're on the right side of the street for egress, uh, that we know that uh, we've got the right demographic. So we, we get it. we're very fortunate to have, again, short capital partners that allows us to spend some money on some very sophisticated analytical software called Buxton that allows us to really understand what the environment looks like. And we've created a um, a model for both ENT and allergy that goes through 72 different variables to figure out where we should be, why we should be there. And that allows us to reduce our risk as we go into these uh, new ventures. Now, having said that, um, it does all come down to the provider. They've got to give great quality of care. We can be on the right side of the street, but it all comes down to how they interact with the patients and our staff. So we're very adept at putting together the technology the infrastructure, the site, and the location, and the marketing. But in the end, it really does come down to growth. And I think that's the other piece of it. You've got to be a patient investor because you're not going to get an Innova that's going to be profitable on day one. It's going to take a good 18 months, 24 months to grow it steadily month after month. And that's that's another really great thing about having a short capital partners is they, they understand healthcare and they understand that a new doc takes a minute to ramp, they're not going to hit the ground on day one and be productive. So um, that's that's our de novo experience, and we're we've done one in Athens, we've done one in Belmont, uh, we've done one here in San Antonio. Uh, so we're really ex- excited to see these grow as we continue to to go forward. Um, in terms of what we've done, in terms of other clinical innovation, really excited that one of the cool things about Center Partners is that we get to see how other practices operate in their regions. So. Sometimes they always say the best marketing ideas those are copied. This is one of those areas where we saw something that worked fantastically in South Carolina. We brought it to North Carolina, and this is a great uh, way to take our walk-in clinic and expand it. And we're going to do it shortly in Kentucky. So we can see where these are working very well in our rural areas, where it becomes a opportunity to take a concept like a walk-in clinic where you're in urgent care for ENT uh, and make that become a, a great service for our community. And it becomes very remunerative for our physicians and for our mid-levels who are obviously staffing those clinics. But high satisfaction gives us a great pathway to identify patients who have real urgent needs that then come in for a follow-up visit or potentially even need surgery. Uh, so we see it as a great service to the community as well as helping our physicians and our, our clinicians. And then lastly, I'll just throw out, um, I think there's some other great clinical innovations. And it's not always about building a new location. It's how do you round out your services? So how do you do more sleep? Yeah. I'm working with uh, Dr. Richmond over at Piedmont ENT, uh, ENT this week. And we've identified a, a remote way to have a throwaway monitor to do sleep studies. So instead of having to worry about all the, how do we get the monitor back and how do we clean it post test. Actually, the, the patient gets the monitor, completes the test. When they're done, they throw it in the trash can. All that data gets uploaded to a server in the cloud, and he reads the test, 
and then can recommend treatment and, and next steps for quality of care. So um, really love the innovation remote spirometry where you can have a remote pulmonary function test daily, allows us to stay on top of our asthmatics for our allergy patients. What we're finding is more and more the telemetrics of being able to manage things remotely. Again, how do we want to meet our patients where they want to be met, you know, in their homes uh, remotely as actually a big part of what we're focused on right now. So builds real good uh, momentum for our docs, great uh, revenue for our physicians for income repair, but more importantly, great medicine being done in the community. And how do you and your team and other leaders within these walls help foster that clinical innovation? Is it a conversation that you bring up with physicians or do do physicians know that they have the ability to come forward, share their ideas, and it kind of works together like a partnership to execute and explore those? Yeah, I think it's in our name, Sent the Partners, right? I think the Mm -hmm. partnership starts on day one when we meet our physicians. They know that one of the biggest reasons they're partnering with us is because we clearly want to understand their concepts, their ideas, things that maybe they've tried in the past but weren't able to carry through. Uh, our physicians are very much entrepreneurial. They they want to they read journals, they see their peers doing things in the community, they go to a conference, lots of ideas. The challenging part is sitting and listening and understanding, and then frankly piloting. I think we're really good at listening to ideas and then and then having no fear to pilot. And what we find is we learn a lot by doing that. And I'd say most of our ideas come from either our, our, our patients who are communicating through to us via social media or directly through engagement surveys or in the cases of our physicians who have ideas. And I'm very proud of what our team does every day to take those ideas and try them. Um, as we always say, there's there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, uh, failing fast. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at right. least we can say that we learned out of it. Um, and uh, we've got any given time, you know, multiple pilots ongoing. And um, it's frankly very rewarding for our physicians and frankly for us in ops because that's where the fun comes in. So we're being innovative where we can be. And I think it's kind of part of our culture as well. When we look for practice fits and um, physicians who fit our partnership model, a lot of times these physicians want to grow their practice. So they have all these ideas already locked and loaded. So they're just looking for a partner to help execute them. So it seems like that's when you're, you and your team kind of steps in to help them reach those goals. Yeah, I think that we have the better part of the deal. The The business development team has to identify the practice that you know has those ideas and wants to have a great capital partner and a great partner that can operationalize it. But we get the reward out of it because it fosters a phenomenal relationship with the physician. And frankly, we all get to celebrate when it's successful. And it usually is because once you have somebody who's got a little bit of ownership in it, it usually gets to be very successful. So super excited. I mean, we've got a lot of great things happening and we get to use that playbook over and over again. Mm -hmm. So once an idea gets generated and then validated and actually becomes a part of what we do, that playbook can be given any other practice to say, hey, here's a sleep idea that's being done in Atlanta. Why don't we try a sleep idea here remotely in South Carolina or vice versa? And those ideas get to be fulsomely exchanged across our platform. Yeah. And I know at Senta, there's no cookie cutter approach, but it's nice to see that we can take certain aspects and use those to help other physicians and other practices. Certainly, Ali. As we've matured, we've created more and more of a a recipe or a playbook that we can now make transferable to our practices. And it's exciting to see it actually play out as we're now 
engage with a number of what I'll call early stage prospects. Mm-hmm. We're able to say, here is the menu of all the things that we've already tried or have been successful with. We see that you have these opportunities in your regional market. Would you be willing to give those a try? And many of those get frankly, get put into sort of the first phases of what we're going to do in year one because they get excited or we get excited collectively to make that become a reality. And another way that um, operations has a hand in in, in practice growth is uh, new physician and key staff recruitment. Actually, this is very important to me and my team and and what I do here at Senta. so with your team, what are some key factors or, or in your mind, uh, what are some key factors in finding the right fit for practices as we, as we move forward? Yeah, well, Joe, first, a huge thank you for all your efforts on our behalf. Uh, you're right. Uh, hiring the right staff is the most important thing we can do. We've been talking about de novo and investment and all those things. But in the end, it's about the care that's being given minute by minute and day by day. Uh, so what we're looking for is not only just great clinical competencies, um, which almost seems automatic when you're thinking about hiring a physician or a mid-level. That that has to be there. But I think more more subtly, there's got to be a right cultural fit, which is you're going to be entrepreneurial. You want to work in private practice versus a hospital environment. Uh, you feel like serving the community is really a calling and not just a way to make an ends meet. Um, and that you're willing to be um, you know, truly a community partner because you're going to be answering call at the end of the day or over the weekend, and you're going to be interrupted during your family time. Do you have a tolerance for that? Um, so there's a, there's a number of things that we're looking for, but ultimately it's not just about their true clinical skills. It's about their total fit within the practice because collegially they have to work with their other physicians. And that seems like that should be an automatic um, but instead of having a competitive spirit, you have a collaborative spirit. And so we're blessed because we have uh, really great internal recruiting and talent acquisition channels. And Joe and his team have been fantastic in getting us multi-channels between university and professionals that are already in the community. So we are getting tighter and tighter on understanding what really works. And as again, use the word partnership. That's how this works. Yeah, it's um, it's been great. Um one of the things that we're trying to do is really think about that that two tier type profile uh, when thinking about our clinicians and, and, and physicians, and you know, really focusing on bringing in those young, hungry, hungry docs, mm-hmm. right, to to care for our patients and to help grow our practices. And it's an exciting time, um, but you know, recruiting, you know, ENT and allergists, it's it's got its difficulties, uh, but that's the way you do it successfully. You have multiple hands. And, and the pot and, and avenues of approach. So, yeah, we're, we're having a lot of success and, and we're glad for it. And lastly, can we touch on innovation in IT and how the utilization of new tools can help increase patient visits and physician efficiency? So great. Uh, automation. Uh, so when we think about this, this is truly how we work, right? This We all every day are touched by our cell phones in our hands and the technology that we use in our laptops or our, our iPads or whatever. I think Technology is matriculating its way into the clinic environment and our hospital environments day in and day out. What I'm super excited about is that we've been able to, again, leveraging Shore's capital and their capital partnership, been able to do some very strategic investments in better technology so that our docs have an easier way to um, spend less time documenting, dictating, 
finger stroking their, their notes and can get paid at the highest level that they can. That's everything from voice translation to voice dictation. Um, that's easy tools that, that our patients can make appointments on so that electronically they can do them at night, they can do them during the day. Um, they can tra- they can transact with us via text messages on their phone. There's things that we're able to do to make it much more consumer-oriented. And consumer meaning our patient, but also consumer meaning our docs. Because our docs care about every second, every minute, because they want to spend that time with the patient and not on their keyboard or documenting or whatnot. But we all recognize that that's part of our healthcare environment today is documentation. So um, those areas. And then lastly, on the, on the, what I'll say on the, on the revenue cycle side, which is, seems really kind of like the boring side of the business, but getting paid matters if you're a physician mm. or if you're, you know, us who have to keep our clinics, you know, running. So technology helps there too. So how do you, how do you make a, a payment online? How do you make a payment electronically? How do you get an electronic invoice? How do you uh, ensure that when you're being reached out that it's coming through a text message versus a traditional phone call? There's ways that we can reach our patients much more seamlessly that allows them to meet us the way that they want to be met, which is frankly in a digital world today. And so all those pieces come together to create a secure environment. And I say secure because there are a lot of cyber uh, elements that are out there that we've got to take into consideration. So it seems very vanilla in the beginning, but there's a lot of details and layers here. And I'm, I'm glad to say that between our own knowledge base with our own technology teams that we have internally and Shore Capital Partners, who, by the way, has 40 different, uh, you know, healthcare companies underneath their portfolio. We can learn best practices very easily by looking at ourselves, but also looking at 40 other examples that are in behavior health or women's health or in dental or in eye care that translate very easily over ENT and allergy. That's great to hear uh, about some of the ways that you and the rest of the operations team can really help physicians better reach and better provide for patients through those efficiencies. When I, when I give my overview to potential candidates, and this is whether it's a clinical position or one of our corporate roles, ultimately that's what I tell them. You know, practices want to partner with us because they want to be and operate in the most efficient manner. And that's what we're here to do, right, in that partnership and help them. Um, and we know that this is this is just the tip of the iceberg from from operations and Senta and what we have uh, going on. So this, this has been great. Yes, this was great. And we truly appreciate the look into the operations world. And if you had to define one key item from this episode that you want listeners to take away from, what would you say it is? Look, I think a lot of times when you think about operations, you think about it as process, process, process. In reality, in healthcare, it's not just about process, it's about relationships. Mm-hmm. We are in a service business. And so operating, you know, in our environment, it's really about making those strong connections. And from those connections, everything is possible operationally. And, uh, and I'd say at Center Partners, you know, I think one of our uniquenesses is not that we just do operations well. It's that we also build amazingly strong relationships that allow us to sustain those operational improvements year after year after year. That's amazing. And thank you so much for coming in and, and joining us today. We know this is take two, so we appreciate you taking uh, time and, and sharing with us your insights on all things operation. And we know we're going to have you back someday. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for your time as we navigate through the changing healthcare landscape. If you are interested in learning more about Senta Partners or connecting with our team, please visit sentapartners.com. Additionally, if wanting to connect with our guests directly, you can find them on LinkedIn or connect with them at the email in the episode description. Thank you and have a great one.